Welcome to another episode of Superhero Discussions. My name is Travis Hines, Travis underscore 156 on Twitter. And today I'm going to give you my ode to Arrow. Uh, I'm just going to talk about how I got into the show, uh, what I thought was groundbreaking from the show, and my top ten episodes from the series, as the series finale is tonight. So... I was a pretty big fan of Smallville. Uh, by the end, though, I was a little worn out by the same Clark speeds in as the blur, saves everybody, nobody dies, uh, all the bad guys are just tapped and knocked unconscious, and yeah, everything's of this kind. Uh, I did really enjoy the Green Arrow character from Smallville. So the Arrow was about seven episodes in, and my friend told me about it, and he had all seven episodes uh on DVD, I'm doing air quotes there, <laughs> I don't need to tell you how he had them, uh, but this was 2012, it was a different time, uh, people were um, torrenting a lot more than they are now, <laughs> so um, he shared it with me and I ended up watching the pilot and I can remember when, being really intrigued at the start, but when he killed those three henchmen just so they wouldn't find out his secret uh well and they killed killed a guy uh before while they kidnapped him but uh that blew my mind i was like this is not like any show ever and then i found out that the actor was canadian i was like okay i'm gonna support this and keep watching this this is really good and boy was i not wrong and i was not was i not disappointed uh it was fantastic I just absolutely loved it. I binged the next six episodes immediately and then was caught up and it was a weekly waiting for Arrow thing from that point on. And just fantastic. Uh, The amount of shows it ushered in, uh, Barry getting his start there uh, for the Flash show, Uh, they introduced the Legends villain and some of the Legends characters in the the crossover in season four. Fun fact, Cisco and Caitlin both had their first appearances on Arrow as well. Uh, they brought John Constantine into the Arrowverse, DCCW, and he would furthermore be used in Legends, but that was he was brought into this continuity from Arrow. Uh, I think that's the major players. I know Supergirl came on her own. Batwoman, too. Batwoman showed up. Uh, made her first appearance in the Arrow, the second part, which was Arrow, I think, uh, Arrow's crossover uh, of Elseworlds. So that's another appearance. And basically this eight seasons been a, a driver to the crossover and the crisis. So, I mean, just, wow. So much is fine from it. It's pretty huge. I never thought I'd say that as, as I was watching the pilot. So... Never, never thought of any of that. I hope to see more heroes. Hope to see other heroes, but uh, I wasn't sure. So I'm going to get into my top ten episodes. Uh, number ten for me was Haunted. That was in the much maligned season four. Uh, it brings Sarah back to life and also brings John Constantine into the DCCW. He does his first appearance. We get light shit on why Oliver had that Chinese tattoo on the side of his uh, stomach for so long. 
So that was cool to see the Lazarus Pistons for something good. Was nice because Thea was brought back last time, but that was so Oliver would go and work for Rav. So this was pretty cool. Uh, Laurel did it on the DL and wasn't ready for the consequences because she didn't really know how to fight because she was trained by Wildcat for three weeks. <laughs> I mean, I I won't get into that gripe. That was one of my major gripes of the series. <laughs> uh, they did Laurel Lance dirty in the first season. They they made her a, basically a. Uh, love triangle piece instead of making her the badass black canary that she should have been. Uh, I think I don't think many people will argue with me that Katie Cassidy is best as black siren slash uh, black canary now with a bit of attitude. She knows how to play that role and they, it's a crime that they didn't write that for her right away. But this also had to get a start on the CW so I understand why they had to do it. And they did that, so shows like Batwoman and uh, Supergirl and Green Air on the Canaries didn't have to do that. So that that's one thing that a little gripe, but they got it right. That's and it made me love fall in love with the Sarah character even more because she came on screen and I was like, that's my Black Canary. Like that is what I wish Laurel was like, and I don't know how she can attain that now with any level of training. Uh, but I completely went off course from Haunted. I just thought this was a great episode. Uh, Constantine played well off Oliver, and I always like seeing him interact with other heroes uh, so much. Um, the Climb is another one, number nine for me, and that is just to build up to his fight with Raj. It was a great mid-season finale. I was pretty blown away when he was killed. I was like, um, is, what is Arrow? Uh, the show's called Arrow. Uh, thinking that the titular character couldn't die, but boy, was that ever on. Uh, he could die two times in four episodes. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was good. The sword fight was great. Uh, the motion, the whole plan of, Mar of Malcolm was genius. Evil genius, but still genius. Uh, Raj was able to get him, and he knew the only way he would be safe is if Oliver took down Raz. So... It was just a genius plan by him to use Thea to kill Sarah, resulting in Nyssa wanting revenge and Raj wanting revenge. But when Oliver found out it was Thea, he would have to take her place and try to kill Raz. So it was pretty genius on Malcolm's part. So uh, I could give him props in the evil villain department. Like That's a very underrated plan, I feel like, uh, for evil guys, just for save his own bacon. Um Really, really good, and the climb up, just the, all the flashbacks and all the memories and stuff when he's falling down, just, it was all so great. It was a fantastic uh, episode, and I imagine a very cold fight scene. Uh, number eight for me is Star Starling City, the premiere of season eight, and boy, oh boy, was this good. It was like, Oliver got a chance to see how life would have been if he wasn't there. Uh... To see loved ones that he lost, but see some of them go down the dark path, like Tommy. Uh, Thea died because he wasn't there to stop Vertigo, and she overdosed on Vertigo, uh, which, you know, well, and it hit him like he's bravo, it hit him like a ton of bricks, so he played it so well that Stephen Amell from the pilot would not be able to pull off some of the 
acting that he did in the latter seasons. It was uh, fantastic. Especially he got really good at expressing emotions uh, on his face anyway. Uh, when he hugs Tommy, like he can't even contain himself. Uh, and Tommy doing the, basically it's the Malcolm Merlin when he ca- captures him and hangs him up and tells him about his plan. And he says, he deserves to die, all of them. Really well, like, really well done. And Colin Donald deserves some props too for coming back. Also, Adrian Chase as the Green Arrow of this universe was a great touch. I guess he picked up the mantle for Robert Queen. Uh, their fight scene, Arrow versus Arrow, was good. Arrow's, uh, both his fight scenes with Tommy were fantastic. The Dark Archer, um, he gives a fantastic speech at the end that makes Tommy see his air of his legs. Uh, in the end, though, he gets he has to watch Earth Two be destroyed, and see all his loved ones die again. It was really funny. Like they would just walk out one by one, but. I mean, the antimatter wave would envelop them, but then one person, another person, would walk out. It was very funny. Uh, to me, anyway, I just had a little chuckle over that, even though I knew it was a serious moment. Uh, just a really great premiere and really showed me how serious they were about season eight going off on such a, such a great note. Every episode for Albert's story in season eight was fantastic. I also really enjoyed the crossover spin-off episode, uh, which I think I really hope do get picked up because they do honor his legacy uh, multiple times in that episode. Uh, but still, Styling City, really great. Number seven for me was Unthinkable, the season two finale. Uh, I should be saying the half that was 405, Klein was 309, Styling City was 801, and Unthinkable's 223. Uh, really good episode. Just the end of Slade's story. Uh, Slade's main story, anyway. Uh, shout out to Season 6, Episode 5, Deathstroke Returns. Uh, with one of the best fight scenes in, in Arrow history. It was and the best Deathstroke fight scene I've seen. And I think there's only animated to choose from. But uh, still... Really good, really well done. Uh, that was a little side tangent, but un- Unthinkable is a really great ending to the story. Um, Oliver at his lowest point, you see he's going to kill Slade. I was shouting at him to kill Slade while they were fighting, but he just fastens him to the post and eventually puts him in the bunker, even though Slade's still like bad him while he's leaving in there. And just great, just shows the growth that he has, that he will eventually take back uh, (laughs) multiple times throughout the series. He goes from kill to no kill to kill to no kill. It's it's funny when you think about it, but you can understand it if you, like, just know Albert Hood's face at the time. Not going to condone it, but still. uh, That was great, and how they cut, how they intertwine the the flashback fight with the present-day fight. Fantastic. Just, just, Just bravo, and probably the highest point of Arrow people would say the end of season 2 I would say season 5 got to that point uh, the slab side redemption story arc the prison story arc that got to that level and all of season 8 has been like fire so uh, that was a great episode um, 
Oliver realizing that Slade had the house bugged and using that to his advantage to give him the miracle cure fan was great and also him giving Roy the Domino mask uh, A plus A plus little touch there Sarah coming back with League of Shadows just really good really great can't wait to watch that again uh, number six for me is five oh eight invasion and that was Arrow's hundredth episode and just just bravo bringing all the people they brought back uh, just the, it's the wonderful life little thing uh, he got everything he ever wanted and the quote that basically one of the quotes that makes me think about this green arrow was the Thea being like why don't you think that this is your reward for all the sacrifices you've made and he goes I didn't make those sacrifices for a reward Thea I made those sacrifices because they were the right thing to do uh, just just great Stephen Amell by this point has grown into a fantastic actor and he's just nails his character that was great uh, Sarah getting some justice of killing Damien Dark the way he killed he killed Laurel Wicked great uh, if you ever would have told me watching the pilot that uh, Green Arrow's 100th episode would end by them escaping a dream sequence that the Dominators dream machine that the Dominators had them in and getting escaping in one of their spaceships only to be saved by the Legends Wave Rider I probably would have asked you what you were smoking when you told me that <laughs> and just wow just see how far it came but great episode gets to have the flash and see we get a little side in, uh, cr crossover plot but still uh, tell Arrow's 100th episode and do it justice just extra props to the writers for that number 5 for me is the Odyssey it was in the first season I think it was episode 114 season 1 episode 14 and uh, it was uh it was a great uh, episode. It was heavy on the flashbacks, heavy on the island story. Slade and Oliver worked together for the first time to take back the tower. Slade kills all ten of his guys, and Oliver can't seem to kill his, and Slade ends up killing him. It's just great. Oliver remembering the one story he did read, the Odyssey, and giving that quote. Uh, and also, this is noteworthy as well because Oliver tells Felicity his secret. And I gotta say, I really enjoyed the character Felicity. Sometimes they were, their relationship trauma was a little annoying to me a couple times, but for the most part, like, what a great character! What a great girl in the chair, man in the chair, like guy in the chair, like, just perfect casting. She was only supposed to be a one-off, and everybody loved her, including myself. I'm rewatching it with uh, my girlfriend right now, uh, Arrow, and she's watching it for the first time. Around the second season, uh, just as Slade is, uh, Oliver walks into his house and Slade uh, is there with his mother. Uh, and he realizes Slade's alive, so about to pick up. But she's already like big Felicity fan, saying like he should be with. First, he was saying he should be with that IT girl, then saying he should be with Felicity, and she's like against other characters <laughs> like Laurel and Sarah because of that. It's kind of funny to see. Uh, I keep telling her Sarah's awesome, though. <laughs> uh, 
just a great episode. Obviously, was uh, telling Felicity. Felicity be- played such a huge role in the series going forward, and was such a great character. A lot of Oracle vibes, but also like a like the character grew a nice bit over the over the seasons, and just perfect casting. And to people complaining about her. Uh, I would say you have to complain to WB, well, not WB, the people that made them write Laurel Lance the way they wrote her initially, because that immediately throws away the whole Black Canary and Green Arrow thing. So I think Felicity was a fantastic character, and her bringing Oliver to uh, Diggle to help and and her helping Diggle keep him alive was just great. But the Slade Oliver story on the island was pretty special for me as it holds a... Holds a special place for me. I know that probably might not even make any most people's top ten list, but it does have a little special place for me. Number four for me is the Slad Side Redemption. This was the con- uh, conclusion of the prison story arc, and I would say, arguably, you could you could I'd listen to arguments of it being the best storyline in Arrow. I would listen to arguments from people for that, and I wouldn't disagree. They basically got to do a little bit of like the Green Arrow Supermax story from two thousand eight, but uh, their own version of it, and uh, it lasted seven episodes, which is very impressive. I can remember talking to people before season seven started and asking people, like, how long did they think he would be in uh, prison? How, like, because Flash, for example, was only in prison for an episode, maybe two, and he was out, and and that was only the re- season before. So I was really nervous that they were just going to one-off and get him out of there. Or even two episodes. So the fact that they went seven episodes. And they got to tell a very long prison story arc. It was so good. Um, in this one. Him and Brian's Tiger have a fantastic one shot. That. One of the best of the series. To be honest with you. Uh, Michael Jai White is such a fantastic martial artist. So. Uh, adding him. He's always. Uh, shine whenever he appeared minus his first appearance in my opinion he was a little bit he wasn't at the forefront enough when he was working for china white so i felt ever since then like he was hired by uh the guys to steal uh the earthquake machine from Ethel merlin and in i want to say that was oh i can't remember the name, name of the episode now that, that would drive me crazy but yeah he was always uh, a fun villain and you could see him getting like turning more good over and over the course of the series. Whenever he did appear, he was always not. He never was greasy or anything. In even in the Suicide Squad, he had a bit of honor to him. So, and eventually, he became good and started working for Argus, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a great fight scene between him and Diaz at the end. Uh. Just bravo to Stephen Amell how they pulled this off and James Bamford. Just, wow. Great, great uh, episode and great combination of a fantastic story arc. Um, number three for me would be Three Ghosts. Um, this is after Barry Allen's first appearance, but it's his last appearance before he becomes the Flash. And he gives him the mask that is 32 episodes too late. For me, <laughs> uh, I think that the, that was a mistake that I would love to talk to the writers and creators just to find out 
why they waited so long, especially after the ninth episode of the first season when he gives Huntress a mask that is very similar to what he has there. And I always thought it was great with her, and I was just wondering why he didn't. And that was the thing that my girlfriend has been asking me since we've been watching until he got it in episode nine, this episode. She was like, how does, like, how do people not know he's, who he is? Like, that paint can't help that much. And I was like, he puts his head down. <laughs> I didn't have anything. I had nothing. Uh, especially at by the end of season one, he started talking to Laurel face-to-face. I'm just like, <laughs> same thing in season two. He was talking to Lance face-to-face in the first few episodes of the season. I'm like, oh my God, why wouldn't you just, like, how did he not know who he is? Uh, but great, we get to see three people visit, uh, three ghosts, we'll say, or vi- hallucinations. Uh, visit Oliver after Barry saves his life. Um, Shadow, Slade, and Tommy is the most emotional one, and it's great because uh, he tells me he's not a killer, he's a hero, and get up, fight, and it's really great. They tried to, to use Solomon Grundy here and make this guy seem like he's going to be Solomon Grundy. Uh, they say the poem, and that's what they allude to I don't know why but they never he never comes back maybe that was an intention that never happened but uh, I was expecting us to see him come back considering he was going to be Solomon Grundy but we never did see him again uh, we find out in this episode too that Slade is running the show and he's alive in the present time and that's a big reveal that he's controlling Brother Blood uh That's about it of everything I had on this episode. I'm trying to think. Also, Pike dies. Yeah, that was the other thing. Pike dies, and it's Oliver's half Oliver's fault for uh, sending other people, sending in the cops. But you know, he was kind of still hallucinating, so he wasn't. He was compromised, but still, he should know that the Mirakura people should be able to beat up guys with guns he's seen it happen with Slade so I would think that but uh, number two for me is Capuchon season 5 episode 18 uh, just what a great episode back and forth between Oliver and Adrian Chase uh, Adrian Chase eventually breaks Oliver he uses tries to use a few tactics including Evelyn and He's, she's clearly working for him after he admits that line about I killed them and I liked it. Uh, and Chase basically breaks him. And Oliver walks back, comes back to the bunker at the end like all distraught saying, look, I'm giving up. I'm done with this. And uh, it was just superb acting by the both of them but mostly uh, mostly Stephen Amell. Uh, I don't think he could have done that in like first year so it just just go to show the growth and I just thought this was a really good episode especially the flashback in this episode showed him getting a win and becoming brought for captain and Chase burns that off him in like uh, just just such a great episode uh, my number two Going to say some honorable mentions before I uh, finish up here with number one. 
the the pilot for the reasons that I listed said before. Uh, Vendetta. I enjoyed the conclusion to the Huntress storyline in the first season. It was really, really good, and Jeff Johns helped write that. So, perhaps Jeff Johns, all you Jeff Johns haters can suck it. Uh, the Undertaking, the second to last episode of season one, where he has that amazing flight scene to save Walter and finds out that his mother is complicit in the Undertaking and may have known his dad's, dad's, about his dad's death. Uh, beforehand, um, well, not death, but the Queen's Gambit going down. Also, I wanted to mention that in the pilot, too, that him, his father killing himself was pretty, like, oh, my God. Uh, Suicide Squad is another one that kicked off a really fun time. I hated that uh, it had to be shut down while the movie was ramping up in production and you couldn't do anything because they alluded to... Harley Quinn being there, Tara Strong did the voice, which was really nice, but there was no payoff for that back in WB's stupid days. Think about this, Matt. Look how far that the DCCW has come. Uh, they used that voice for Harley Quinn, and then weren't, weren't allowed to use the character. They were, were no dice with the movies. And by the end of this, uh, Peter Roth is calling Mark Guggenheim to put Ezra Miller's Flash into... Uh, the crisis crossover. So, like, that's how far that this universe has come. This universe has played a big role in WB finally seeing that, or well, DC, and whoever owns DC finally seeing that you can have characters on the big and the small screen at the same time, and you'll get the healthy numbers for both. Like, nobody's gonna say I'm not gonna go see a Green Arrow movie because Green it's just a Green Arrow show. Nobody. First of all, the, the people that watch these are the one to two million. I I know there's a lot more just on my live, and like for the movies, no, they're gonna go see the movies because most of the people that are watching this are diehard fans for this. A lot of the times, that's the case. So I just couldn't believe that they never like they had to pull the Suicide Squad episodes after they were even talking about doing a show, and they got the kibosh. So just 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 crazy. But really good. That first time, that first Suicide Squad, Squad episode in season two, really good. And then adding um, Cupid from Arrow. Like, it's just really, really well done. Really well done. And Inmate 4587, because I was so pumped uh, for this storyline. And I, like I said, I was hoping that he would stay uh, in prison for quite a while, and he did. And this episode was fire probably one of the better premiere episodes uh not quite as good as Starling City but really up there and just just why and my number one is Seeing Red season 2 episode 20 this was just the gut punch of all gut punches uh anytime I rewatch this I still get sad at the end uh, just goes to show Slade's how crazy and mind and warped Slade's mind is. Uh, to put Oliver through that, to blame Oliver for Shadow's death. Uh, Roy's on the loose, uh, crazy out of his mind with the Mirakuru. Sarah wants to put him down, and Oliver wants to find another way. Um, lucky for Roy, anyway. <laughs> 
This is not season five um, or season one. But he finds another way and his mother reveals that she knows a secret. And like that's another moment that gets me right in the feels when she's like, I have nothing else. There's nothing to say but except how proud I am. Or I, I couldn't be more proud. I'm pretty sure how that's how it goes. And like he was just couldn't believe it. He was so happy. And it's just a great episode for Mora because Mora's this character for me in the show that I always lied, but I always cared for her. I don't know how the actress pulled that off, but she deserves so much credit because I couldn't trust her, yet I always cared about her and felt like at the very end of the day, she's a good person just trying to do the right, just trying to make keep her kids safe and do the right thing by her kids, but made a hell of a lot of mistakes along the way. But when she stands up to to Slade and be and it's like both of my kids are gonna live tonight. Oh my god! Like that whole scene is just, oh. Uh, Stephen Mel shout, shouting at him like, "You psychopath! I'm gonna kill you! I'm gonna kill you!" It's just like perfect, 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 perfect. Oh man! And they stab her through the heart. It's just. Sarah leaves them too. Just so many gut punches for Oliver Queen in that episode. And by the end of this episode, he's at his lowest point he's ever... I'm pretty sure he had, wasn't at a lower point in the entire series, if I'm not mistaken. As in this point in Seeing Red. Um, his mother died. Sarah left them. He's all, he's feeling all alone. And he there's nothing he can do. As his mother was killed right in front of him. He saved Roy. Roy almost like destroys his leg. He's like on a limp, and just good, just a great scene. Just, just a great episode. Just bravo and arrow. And that's my top ten. Uh, I'm so not ready to say goodbye tonight, but it's been my favorite show since I watched it. That includes Game of Thrones going on at the same time. That includes The Walking Dead until I fell out of it. It's always been my favorite show. That includes season one of Flash that almost hauled me back in, hauled me over to it. that being my favorite show. But Arrow, just the consistency across the board for seven of the eight seasons. <laughs> season four was a real. It's just confusing at times to watch it now. But still. I have so many episodes. I can rewatch them at any time. I thank all the cast and crew, the writers, everyone involved with the show. It's just been a pleasure to watch for uh, eight year, almost eight years now, eight seasons, seven years. It's been a pleasure to watch, and I don't think this is the last time we'll see Oliver Queen. He will be back at a time. I'm hoping. I'll keep it hope that the Quiver storyline will be used in Green Arrow and Canaries one day. Uh. But anyway, thanks for listening to my rambling about Arrow. I'd love to know your favorite episodes. Uh, drop me a line on Twitter, Travis underscore 156. And let me know what your favorite episode was. Thanks, guys.
of the island they found me on is Leon Yu. It's Mandarin for purgatory. I've been stranded here for five years. I've dreamt of my rescue every cold black night since then. For five years, I've had only one thought, one goal, survive. Survive and one day return home. The island held many dangers. To live, I had to make myself more than what I was. To forge myself into a weapon, I am returning. Not the boy who was shipwrecked, but the man who will bring justice to those who have poisoned my city. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Oliver Queen. For five years, I was stranded on an island with only one goal. Survive. Oliver Queen is alive. Now I will fulfill my father's dying wish. To use the list of names he left me and bring down those who are poisoning my city. To do this, I must become someone else. I must become something else. <laughs>